Electric Sports Talk, a podcast dedicated entirely to sports and only sports. Today, 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 we talk NASCAR. Now here are your hosts, Ty, Amos, and Chris. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen. Nice to have you on the show today. Back with another NASCAR show. We're going to be looking at the Indy Road Course and going over other various news throughout the week, including some contract updates and furthering our discussion on Kyle Busch from last week. Hopefully we won't let Chris go as long on that this week. Chris, uh, do you think you can restrain yourself this time around? Oh, am I supposed to talk now? Oh, my gosh. Yes, that would be your name, right, Chris? Yeah, that's okay. my name. This is We're deviating off script already. Uh, no, I'm just trying to introduce you, that's all. <laughs> I'm here. Okay, well, no, no answer to the question. Amos, how about you? How are you doing? I am doing great, Ty, and you? It's off to a great start today. Rocky start, but that's okay. That's all right. We give Chris notes, and he uh, gets flustered. Oh, no. Nay, nay. Nay, nay. <laughs> he doesn't like structure and instruction from other mm, people. Yes. Yeah, that's probably true. Uh, all right, so we're going to be talking about the, I don't know if it's a shakeup, but it's maybe a little bit surprising about what happened in Indianapolis, and then uh, we'll look forward to Michigan is where we're headed next. So I know Chris is excited about Michigan already, huh? Oh, yeah. That was so enthusiastic. I could feel it. Uh, all right, well, let's pick up on the Kyle Busch news that we talked about from last week's show a little bit. Um, largely, discussions were speculation on whether he'd be in the 18 next year, whether he'd go somewhere else. A um, little more information coming out that he said that Kyle Busch said that he's willing to take a pay cut to stay at JGR. That seems to be one of his top priorities. He wants to be at JGR next season, and... <clears throat> Then he added, which I thought was weird, uh, I am listening to all offers from the garage, though. And I'm like, <laughs> well, okay, uh, that's that's strange. <laughs> um, in the same article I was reading, Kevin Harvick mentioned that he'd be very excited to have someone like Kyle Busch at, at Stuart Haas, and if it was up to him, he would definitely hire Kyle Busch right now. Uh, so, Chris, this is your guy. Uh, do you think that he is being honest about the pay cut part? Or do you think the money demands might be getting in the way? I think given the current atmosphere in uh, uh, the world economy and, you know, sponsorship of racing in general mm -hmm. and all this kind of stuff, I think he's being candid and I think he's being honest. And I think that right now what you're seeing is just the first salvo of how sponsorships may go over the next several years. All right. Uh, do you think that Harvick making those comments about him gladly being accepted at Stuart Haas is any more than just Harvick's opinion? Or do you think there might be something more to do with those comments? Uh, we talked a little bit about how, you know, the 10 seat's open. Well, I mean, Stuart Haas would, in my opinion, make a, a huge score if they could land Kyle Busch in that number 10 car. Mm -hmm. It would be a huge upgrade for that number 10 car. Probably the best driver that number 10 car's ever had. Ever, huh? At Stuart Haas, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, yeah, I guess there's not that many options to pick from, so. No. Fair enough. Uh, what Has your opinion changed at all from last week, though, about him leaving? Uh, you seem pretty committed to he'll be in the 18 next year. Well, so after that show, you know, I started listening and doing a little reading and mm -hmm. this sort of thing. And I'm kind of sitting on the fence right now. I'm about a 60-40 that uh -oh. he's going to end up somewhere else. Uh-oh, Amos, that's not, good, uh, that's not good news. He's losing the faith. Well, you know, you just got to look at it and say there isn't a lot of positive stuff. But see, here's the thing. Normally we don't get into these crazy, I think they call it silly season. Yeah about contracts and stuff like that until about midway through the chase is is when that generally happens, around September. So about a month, month and a half away. And and so now, I mean, we've been talking about Kyle Busch and not ending up at JGR and going somewhere else and all that for two months. Yeah. And, well, basically ever since M&M's announced that they were 
pulling out of NASCAR. Now, interestingly right. enough, some of the reading that I did, uh, the Harris, 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 to the Mars family fortune, mm. is apparently a big eco-Nazi, green, green weenie type thing, and she is putting a huge amount of money into environmental efforts. And that could be why... Ah. So that Mars, makes sense, huh? Well... It makes some sense to me why Mars walked away from NASCAR. Yeah. And I'm just blown away by that when you consider how much money NASCAR has made for M&M's Mars. Well, and M&M's has been a sponsor for a long time oh, in NASCAR, I mean, as right? far back as you want to go. Yeah, so you know, it's just I, it's I just can one remember when M&M's sponsored Elliot Sadler. Yeah, it's been yeah. around for a long time, so it's kind of weird that, that it would jump out. But I guess it happens, and, and that's kind of the sport. Uh, Amos, what do you want to add, if anything? I mean, there's not a lot of new information on this necessarily. Uh, I just did like the Kevin Harvick comments because I uh, I tend to be leaning towards he's going to be in the 10 car next year, but that's that's maybe a little too much reading into Harvick's comments. What do you think? Well, I think as far as Kevin Harvick's comments... He has to say something polite, whether he likes oh. Kyle Busch or not. <laughs> so you don't think he means it? I don't think he really cares either way. I mean, mm -hmm. Kyle Busch is probably a very difficult person to deal with in general, and I'm <laughs> sure Kyle, uh, Kevin Harvick's no peach himself. So, yeah. And I'm sure they specifically asked Car Harvick because the 10 seat is, as of right now, supposed to be available next season. So... I mean, yeah, he's got to put a little happy face on, and oh yeah, me and Kyle are buddies, and and it wouldn't be like a bad thing for the organization to have somebody of Kyle Busch's caliber, but sometimes you have to look at is it worth all the drama, let's say, that goes with Kyle Busch and having him a part of your team. So mm. I, I think Kevin Harvick give the politically correct answer and. And when it boils down to it, it's probably the correct answer. Mm -hmm. Whether he believes it or wants it, we'll never know unless we're a fly on the wall in Kevin Harvick's living room. All right, so you talked to me earlier about the potential that Kyle Busch goes to IndyCar, maybe somewhere else, uh, just jumping out of NASCAR completely. Uh, chances on that? High, low, non-existent? What do you think? Well, I think there's been a lot of people talking that because he is such a talented driver, he shouldn't be solely focused on just NASCAR. I mean, he is, what, 38? He's been at JGR for 15 years. 56 of his 60 wins or something like that, and NASCAR have come with JGR. Right. And at some point, all good things do come to an end, whether it's sponsorship-driven or it's just time to move on from an organization and or a driver. So I, I don't think by any means he's going to retire from motorsports, but he does have endless opportunities outside of being just a full-time cup driver. He owns a truck team. He could very easily be a car owner, run a part-time schedule, dabble in some other motorsports uh, series out there. I mean, it's not outside the realm of possibility for him. So I don't think he's to that point yet. I'm not, I don't think he's ready to walk away from NASCAR. As you said when we were talking about that, Ty, he's, he still has a lot to offer the sport. So, mm -hmm. but I don't think, I think he could go drive anywhere he wanted and he would excel at whatever he does. I don't think that's a, an issue. So, mm -hmm. But I would be surprised if he walked away from NASCAR and went to another series, even if it was a part-time schedule in both of them. I, I just don't mm. see it happening. All right, just and just to clarify, he's 37, so okay. you're, you're giving him a year there, I guess. Well, or you're taking 45. away a year. Wow, how about that? He looks that? 45. So. <laughs> Chris, uh, would you be surprised if he left NASCAR altogether? Uh, yeah, I'd be really shocked because the money. So he says he's willing to take a pay cut. Well, I can guarantee if he goes from any team in NASCAR to IndyCar, that's going to be a hell of a pay cut because they simply don't pay their drivers on the you know level that NASCAR does. So I'd be super shocked if he left NASCAR just from the standpoint of pay. Um, he's expressed interest in IndyCar. 
a, a couple of times, but it's only been in the context of the Indy 500. Yeah. I don't know that he's interested, in, even though it has a greatly reduced schedule from what NASCAR runs. I don't know that he's interested in running a full IndyCar schedule. Uh, I think he would tr- jump at the opportunity to, you know, race at Indianapolis, but he has said yeah. himself that under the current circumstances, he can't put the effort into Indianapolis that he feels that Indian, you know, that that would involve. Right. Because that's not just, you know, a, a one race deal. I mean, that's several weeks of time at, you know, Indianapolis plus, uh, you know, you got to do a fair amount of testing and, and that kind of thing before you ever get there. And that's right. why Kurt Busch's, you know, limited effort at Indianapolis was actually pretty amazing that he did as well as he did, considering the amount of time he was able to put into it. So the real question, Chris, if he goes to a new team, are you still going to be a fan? Sure. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's a question we all wanted to know for sure. Yeah. Uh, all right, we'll continue to watch and, it and develop it as it goes along. And to be specific mm-hmm. or be, you know, to clarify... I don't think that Kyle Busch or Denny Hamlin had any knowledge of what was going on with that piece of tape that was underneath oh, the wraps. Oh, he's sticking to the story. Well, I mean... Chris is a good company man. He'll no, always stick to the story. Well, it's not that. But dr- <laughs> drivers just aren't aware of that much about what preparation's being done to the cars before they get to the track. Mm. And I am absolutely convinced that tape was put there well before that car hit the transporter. It's all right. We know we know Kyle Busch is a cheater. You don't have to oh, try yeah. and yeah, yeah. talk us out of that one. Um, all right, yeah, we're going to continue to follow this. It's, I mean, it feels like we get something different almost every week, some new comments or something going on, so it should be interesting. Um, all right, should we move on to Indianapolis and what happened there? Yeah, you good, sure, Amos? Yeah. You don't want to put any more on the, the cheating Kyle Busch and Denny Hamlin saga? <laughs> well, I mean... <laughs> No, you can only beat a dead horse for so long. Okay. And when it boils down to it, he doesn't have sponsorship, so he doesn't have a ride. So, okay. And I think personally, they're just dragging it out. They're going to push it off into the chase before they make a decision. So I think we know a lot more about Kyle Busch's future by the end of September at the latest. All right. Uh, on well, to, yes. Here's the other thing, too. Unlike Kyle Larson. Okay. I mean, Hendrick was willing to pull Kyle Larson into his organization, put him in a quality ride, and he won a championship as a result. Mm-hmm. But Hendrick is still pretty much the sole sponsor on a lot of Kyle Larson's rides. Yeah, and, and I, don't, I don't know why. I and, don't know why, but yeah, they are. <laughs> and I don't see Joe Gibbs being that magnanimous with his fortune and saying, well, I've got Kyle Busch, and I want to keep him in the organization, so I'm going to sponsor him myself. I, just, I don't think Joe Gibbs will go that route. I don't know. Sometimes I don't know how much I buy into the whole sponsorship thing because you just can't tell me that no one's willing to sponsor Kyle well, Busch. Yeah, exactly. But maybe that's just me being naive. Okay, on to Indianapolis. It was actually a pretty exciting race from what I watched, and I think that I think surprise maybe would be my words, especially. Uh, didn't expect Tyler Reddick to get a second win. And I want to talk a little bit about the whole RCR dynamic there. And I think how it kind of, the more he wins, I think the more it's going to kind of uh, make Richard Childress salty about the whole move to the most likely the 45 is what we expect to happen with 23XI. But yeah, Reddick uh, qualifies in the front and then is really competitive all day and ends up winning the race. And uh, Austin Sindrick qualified second and was really competitive all day and finished second. Um, but there was a lot of mayhem on this track as well, Chris. Uh, lots of wrecks. A big one with with uh, Kyle Larson and Ty Dillon. Uh, what did you make of the race overall? I, I actually thought it was more exciting than I was expecting. Well, I watched the race from start to finish. I was very, you know, engaged in the race. Mm-hmm. Thought it was very. I thought it was a lot of fun, just to watch the race, and the people that were having issues in the places they were having issues. A um, couple of observations I want to make after list after watching the race on Sunday, my impression of the race, and then listening to NASCAR radio for a little while yesterday. Mm-hmm. I, I'm really disappointed in the fans of NASCAR because they're oh. bound and determined to kill this race. 
you know, they want to go back to the Oval. And I got to tell you, some of the most boring damn races I ever watched <laughs> were at the Indianapolis Oval. I particularly think back to the year where we were getting 10 laps per tire change, mm -hmm. you know. And I, I just don't think the Oval's nearly as engaging as this road course is. Yeah, I mean, I saw an article talking about it uh, a few days ago about how, all right, NASCAR went to the road course in Indianapolis for two years. Now it's time to go back to the Oval. And I was like, mm, I don't know. Like, I kind of like this this road course. It's actually very entertaining. Uh, it's very aggressive. It makes for very aggressive driving, weird results, and actually a lot of humor <laughs> with the likes of the uh, Magic Secret Tunnel Road that Ross Chastain was taking. So, honestly, I don't think that I would really love if they get rid of this road course. Uh, we have talked about how there's a lot of road courses on the schedule, right? But this one is fun to me. Is that is that what you get to, Chris? Uh, yeah, you just I, enjoy this one? I mean, I'm, I'm looking at it now. If I looked at all of the road courses that are on the schedule as of right now, mm -hmm. I could let Sonoma go without too much debate. Um, I'm really bummed that they're not going back to Road America next year. Yeah, I think I, a lot of people are. I I like that race. Mm -hmm. Watkins Glen, you just absolutely you got to keep Watkins Glen. Um, I could give up the Roval at Charlotte. Yeah, get rid of I, that I, race. I wouldn't even... Yes! <laughs> you wouldn't get an argument out of me on that one at all. Although it's been kind of fun to watch at times. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I'm ambivalent about Coda. Because I like watching the race, but I could also say, eh, I don't need to go there. Right. You know. So there's two for sure, possibly three, that you could wave goodbye to, and I wouldn't be too heartbroken about it. But you're into this one. I like this one. All right, I like for, this For one an too. infilled course at a super speedway, mm -hmm. I like this race. I think it's it's just intriguing how open it is. I and, really uh, like that turn one. Oh, where they come down the front straight away and everybody's got to go right at a absolute literally chaos. a 90 degree angle almost. Freaking four wide going into that turn. Chastain, oh, that, was, that was a great comment. Chastain's like, well, I didn't think I could make it four wide, so uh, I just took the side road. I'm like, wait, what? Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I heard Ross's explanation of that <laughs> several times. <laughs> When Dave Burns asked him about it, and he's like, Dave, come on. And I'm like, he had this shiz planned out from the beginning. Like, I heard, they knew something was up. I, I heard. That, now, man. I don't know if it's true or factual because I didn't watch practice or any of that stuff. But I heard that during practice. He did it during practice. He was taking that road during practice. Mm. He knew what he was doing. He was thinking he was going to pull a fast one on NASCAR in the whole field. That the way he was, you don't have to. I could just see well, his face in the interview, like me, no. And yeah. the way he raced so strong and hard after that whole sequence, I thought was kind of strange, because if you knew that was illegal and you were, you know, not going to be in contention for that race because you just did something illegal, maybe you would have been like. Oh, let me get out of the way so Cendric can pass me, or I shouldn't bother Reddick so much because I'm actually, you know, I just did an illegal move. Um, but you know, he got he got penalized for that. And <laughs> if you watch this, you you guys know what we're talking about. Well, what I've seen a lot my, of memes. About I mean, it. I was watching the race, and what blew my mind is is all of a sudden he's in the lead, and I'm where the hell yeah. did he come from? <laughs> he's restarted like tenth or something on yeah. that restart. Yeah, it was yeah, pretty anyway. awesome. Uh, all right, Amos, what do you make of such a strange finishing order? Uh, lots of rookies up there, uh, lots of Fords in the top. I mean, three rookies in two, three, and fourth place. Uh, is it just this track is weird or just this race? Uh, we saw A.J. Allmendinger win here last year. Do you think this is just uh, something that we might get from this race in general every year or just two weird years in a row? Well, it's definitely been two weird years in a row. So I think, you know, what, three weeks ago on the show, we was talking about some tracks, the remaining schedule. And this is not a course that we picked that would be won by a veteran. We we deemed this one a wild card. I mean, obviously a previous winner with Tyler Reddick is, was the race winner. So mm -hmm. it didn't really, in my opinion, screw the standings up all that much. But... I think this is just the type of track that that's the way it's going to be. I think, I don't think it's a, a bad course. 
I definitely don't want. I mean, I know why we're in Indy, and that's the world center. Well, the birthplace of motorsports or whatever you know, at the hollowed grounds of the Brickyard. So I understand that we why we're there, why NASCAR's there. But I just as soon stay at the road course and go back to the Oval. I agree with Chris. It it definitely Heck yeah. led to some. I mean, this if this is how it's going to be every year at the road course, yeah, we could do this for sure. You're up for it? Yeah, I mean, why okay. not? It it provided some good entertainment. So yeah, I thought so. I I think a lot of guys place where they were because of luck. Um, I didn't watch much of the race and or many of the highlights, so I really don't know how some of the running order shook out. Um, but it just kind of sounds like as the race went on, you just kind of had to be in the right place at the right time. And when the green flag fell, you were happy to be in a spot that you had. So had to avoid some accidents. Sure, for sure. Getting spun out. Uh, Blaney, very frustrated after the race. Chris, that was uh, kind of enjoyable. Uh, if you're a Blaney fan, I'm sorry. It's just been a constant, it almost seems like two years of pain and sadness. And why can't my guy win? Um, Rather enjoyable watching him spin Suarez out. I thought that was good. Uh, yeah, this this track offered us some weird results again. I'm not against it though, so that was uh, that was entertaining for me. Uh, Tyler Reddick getting the win. Like Amos said, not a not a guy that hasn't won a race yet, but like we did predict, it would be kind of a wild card, and it, it kind of turned out to be. I think you could say. So, Chris, with Reddick winning, does this change your mind going into the playoffs with uh, the number eight car? Is he more of a contender? Because two wins elevates him above a few other drivers. Uh, that puts him in a nice spot. What do you think about Tyler Reddick going into the, to the chase? I think Tyler Reddick's probably got as good a chance as anybody does actually in the chase. Really? He's got to be able to put some consistency together. All right. Which it seems to me like he's kind of getting to that point mm-hmm. on the consistency part. Um, I thought that there would be much more upheaval in RCR after the announcement that he was going to 23XI. Yeah, we want some drama. In 2024, but it seems to me like the teams just kind of coalesced behind him and said, yeah, we're going to go, you know, we're, we're behind you. You know, we want to win this Man, championship. If they won a championship and he left, that'd be just so weird. Yeah, I... I mean... I mean, it's obviously it's happened in the past in other sports Yeah, and yeah, stuff, but, but that's just so strange. But it NASCAR. would be... Uh, yeah, it would be uh, one of these... Richard Childress would be looking at the organization and going, okay, guys... You got to figure out what happened here. So your your chances are elevated here for Reddick is what I well. I mean, get, he's huh? he's got two wins. Mm-hmm. The only problem that Tyler Reddick's got going into the chase is there's only one road course in the chase. Well, do you think his only chances on road courses though? No, okay. no, I don't because he did, and there's no Bristol's in the race. <laughs> in the no chase. chance for Bristol to take him out. <laughs> well, there is Bristol. It's just not a dirt. There's right, a Bristol. A dirt, right. So I guess what I'm saying is, is there are tracks in the chase that that go to his talent. Yeah. You know, and, and he does well on. And really, when you get right down to it, when you look at some of the tracks that are in the chase, they kind of become survival tracks. You know, you just, you got to stay ahead of the competition and... yeah. And hope you don't get wrecked out. You get know? good results. Yeah, that's true. Uh, on the other side, we head down to the cut order, aim, uh, the cut line, Amos. And Kevin Harvick got some good news. Some of the guys d- further down the line, uh, like Bowman and Suarez, didn't have very good days. And then he decided that he was going to also wreck out of that race. Um, I don't think he made that decision consciously. <laughs> well, okay, fair enough. But either way, he didn't finish that race. Uh, another bad another bad thing i guess for kevin harvick two weeks in a row now uh 96 points adrift behind martin truex jr uh is it is it time to put the plug in uh, or to take the plug out of kevin harvick's season here Yes, I mean oh, you can't have oh, you no. can't have two oh. you can't have two races in that a row. Was gonna like be a this. little more Harvick fans, look away. I was going to be a little more tactful about it, but <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, oh no, uh, I just don't see how he can overcome yeah, ninety six points in four races. 
I mean, that's what we have, right? Got a got a winner race. Well, it's a race and a half. Yeah, he's he, not. It's it's a race and a half that he's behind. Yeah, he's not. But he's not. He's not running good enough to win a race. Pocono, he he kind of kind of was at Pocono. I, I mean, mean, he's had his. <sighs> sure, he maybe Richmond. He had a good run in the spring race, I think, in Richmond. Um, he's won races at at Michigan. Daytona has definitely not been kind to him. And then what's the the other one that I'm Richmond. missing? Yeah, Richmond. Watkins Glen. Watkins, Watkins Glen. Um, nah, he screwed. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I don't, think I don't see it at Watkins Glen. He finished second at Richmond earlier in the year. So okay. the only way Harvick gets in is with a win. Yeah, and I just definitely. don't know if I see that happening. He's just—I don't either. He—he's been running up front as of late in the last couple of races, but mm. Lady Luck's just not on his side right now. I just don't know. I, I mean, I like Kevin Harvick. I'm probably less of a fan now than I was earlier in his career, but I just—and I'm not rooting against him, but we. I just don't. I just don't think he does it. I just, he's not going to get out on points, and his chances of winning are very slim. <laughs> They're just not. He just doesn't have good luck, and if he is running up front, he gets run over. So, it yeah, it I'm almost sorry. feels like this week, and this just my my personal opinion, that this is like his last shot. And I know that we brought up he raced good in the spring at Richmond, but the way things are going, I don't I don't see him having that same kind of luck in. Uh, Richmond, Watkins Glen, or or Daytona, and Michigan feels like a place he can win because he has in the past. But it's almost like, ah, okay, this is his last shot. Um, yeah, poor poor Kevin Harvick. If you're a Kevin Harvick fan, I, I'm sorry for you. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the only chance he's got without a win is that Truex or Blaney just start having some Kevin Harvick luck. Mm. Yeah, that total crash out. <laughs> yeah, See, but, that's the thing. He'd literally have to have but him. See, I mean, Blaney's 121 points in front of him. There's just he's just not. I don't even think he'll make that. Uh, what? That's two races. Well, that's more than two. That's arguably three. Like if Blaney no, wrecks, it's two. They you get 60 points. Yeah, I if think... he wins races, is what? Okay, so but this is what I'm saying. If he if Blaney like wrecks out of every race and Harvick finishes like top three in all the races. It'd still be close, relatively, because even if you're scoring all those points, that's still a big gap to make up. Yeah. And the the idea that Blaney or Truex will have those kinds of problems, not likely. I mean, Reddick got 40 points from this last race. Him and Wallace got 40 points, and that was the most points scored. I mean, in reality, I think the guy that's really on the bubble, big time, is, is Kurt Busch. Because with this concussion protocol, mm, yeah. even though he's got a win, even though he's got points, they're gonna give him a waiver to get in there. But if he's not on you know, if he's not on his game in those first three races, well, if he's not on his game between now and the end of the season, so four races, mm. he'll get a waiver probably, but he's not gaining any points. By the way, things are going right now. What's helping him is Bowman is having. Well, Kurt's dealing with all these concussion problems. Bowman's wrecking out of every race. Yeah. In the last six races, so that's giving him some cushion. But it's also you want to be outside of the bottom four after that first round, right? So yeah, it's definitely not helping Bush out. I I think it'll be interesting to see how the last few races go. Uh, if Harvick pushes and tries to win. We'll see. Uh, I don't have a lot of confidence in him, though. I think that's, <laughs> I think that's for sure. Uh, okay, so I saw uh, an article talking about how Elliot is still the favorite, and uh, in the power rankings, I believe he's number one, if I am correct on that. So, uh, you guys rolling with Chase Elliott right now, Chris, to win it all? Get back to me after the next four races. No, to the next four. Yeah. Uh, so when we make our predictions, you'll have a solid answer, huh? Yeah. All right, Amos. And, and the only reason yeah. I say that is, is that 
we've seen Chase Elliott go into these cold spells where he's and right now he's hot, red hot. Yeah. Right now he's red hot, no doubt about it. But he didn't have that good of a race in Indianapolis. And, you know, that was unusual in my mind for him because I thought he'd do a lot better at the road course than what he ended up doing. Of course, he had some help. Yeah, he did have some help. That didn't, yeah. <laughs> but wasn't he in second when he had this help? So uh, I don't yeah. know if he was in second or he was high up there, though. He was way up there. I don't remember yeah. if he was in second, but he was in the top five. Let's just put it that way. But uh, now I don't know. I think I think there's plenty of time. I I think there's plenty of time for all these guys to have just an absolute abysmal, you know, mess up in the next four races. Okay, but once we get into the chase, I mean, that's got to be it's got to be where if I'm he goes about. into the chase leading the chase like he is right now, mm-hmm. then yeah, I would give him a better than. 75% chance he'll win the chase. 125-point lead can't be too bad. Uh, Amos, obviously. But, but you uh-huh. got to remember, he's got to win. He's got to win or place in the top five in the first three races in order to advance to the second tier of races. Well, in other not, words, not necessarily. Uh-uh, yeah, he doesn't have to win a race. He, he His bonus points will dwindle quickly if he's not placing well in the first three races. But he'll have a, I think he'll have enough of a lead that he'll at least be able to get through the first round, assuming he doesn't have like absolute chaos in all three of those races without really having to I think eat into his bonus points. I think points. he could have chaos in the first three races and still advance to the second round. But in the second round, he's going to have to make something happen. All right. Obviously, it's a biased question for you, Amos. Is he the favorite, man? He's the favorite in Michigan. Well, him and Bush are tied for odds-on favorite. Um, what do you think? Who's who's running better than Chase Elliott right now? Well, I mean, right now, whether yeah. I'm a homer or not, he's got 15 top tens through the season. He just come off of a five race finishing in. I'm going to say the top three. I mean, yes, he was given the race win at. Pocono, but yeah. on track, finished third. I mean, there's nobody's put together that type of stretch in this new car. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I agree with Chris. It could go away as quickly as you get it. There's no, there's no doubt about that. But I think since Elliott lucked, I'm not going to say lucked into his championship, but I mean, he he was able to get hot and win a couple of races at the right time of the year. Mm-hmm. He won his championship. And then he had pretty, was pretty successful, put himself in good position through most of last year to be in contention for the championship. And he, he more or less picked up where he left off last year, staying consistent, winning races, running up front, leading laps. So, yeah, I mean, a cold spell, anybody can hit it, but he's just, he's raced so consistent over the last year and a half, two years, that I just don't know that that big a, the, a cold spell is going to affect him as much as it's going to affect Bowman or... Can't hit a cold spell like Bowman's hitting a cold well, spell. Well, yeah, I mean... Well, I mean <laughs> you wreck out of five or six you know, races. Yeah, uh-huh. that's probably not a good analogy. But, like, okay, Joey Logano, for example, we can say he's having a cold spell, right? Yeah. He's sitting third in the playoff standings right now. Yeah. Two wins, third most point, you know. So... I guess it's just kind of how you want to view a cold spell, but I just don't see anybody. He was he'd worked his way up. He placed in both stages at Indy. He was running top five when he was had some help. If towards the end of the race, he put himself in a position where he was contending for the race win, so were able to. So yeah, I mean, right now and and yeah, maybe at the start of the. Chase will have a different – maybe somebody else will catch fire over the next four races and we'll have a little bit more of a contender. But as of right now, I, I see nobody that's running well enough, let alone another organization running well enough to give him a run for his money right now. A month till the chase starts, I guess still a lot can happen. I don't know. These three racetracks are all very different. <clears throat> We got fourteen winners. We're, well, you got we're a still road, hoping for the sixteen. You got a road course that's mm-hmm. going to benefit him. He should at least top ten that if he doesn't 
have help or whatever, <laughs> getting spun out of the top 10. He's picked to be the favorite at Michigan. He had a potential race-winning car in California earlier in the year. They're very similar tracks. He finished 10th at Daytona. Hendrick does seems to do all right at uh, Daytona. Richmond is probably an outlier. He's probably not as done as well on short tracks as what he's want to see in the over the course of the year. So, yeah, I see no reason why he can't enter the chase still gaining. I mean, he finished 16th. He scored 34 points. The race winner scored 40 points. Mm. So he lost six points to – he actually gained points on everybody else. So, yeah, I see no reason to doubt he would carry that momentum through the chase. Yeah, I don't either. I mean – you know, Chris, he's always trying to throw wet blankets on our fun that we like to have with uh, <laughs> Chase Hill. That's just because we give him a hard time about Kyle Busch. So. That's true. Hey, I, We expect it to happen. I, The way this year has gone, and uh-huh. I, you know, agree with me or not, but I think you will, I just don't think you can bank on anything happening the way you think it's going to happen. Yeah. You know in the chase because this year has been very chaotic and I, you know, some of it's the new car, some of it's components related to the new car. Mm -hmm. Some of it's just outright cheating on the part of some teams. Oh, so he is a cheater. Your man's a cheater. I didn't say my man was a (laughs) cheater. I said the team was obviously cheating. Oh, okay. Just had to make sure. I mean, we still don't know. I mean, seriously, we still don't know. We know that two of the Toyotas got caught cheating yeah. with with aerodynamics, but we don't know what happened to the other four. Hey, look, I'm just saying, Bubba Wallace finished fifth at this race again, and he's worked his way to 20th in the standings right now. I'm just saying, maybe someone should check out his car, too. That's all. Well, well if he knocks out a win in one of the next four <laughs> races. Then, yeah, then they'll find out, right? Yeah. Um, well, this is the thing with Elliot, though. He has four wins, which is... Double the Next amount that guy. Chastain, Byron, Logano, Reddick, and Hamlin have. And he has 25 playoff points compared to closest being 14 with Ross Chastain. That's just a nice, like, that's nice going into the chase. I think I think I would be pretty confident if I was him. But, I don't know, things can change, so we'll see. All right, do uh, you guys want to revisit our picks sure. from... Michigan, and then see how bad we did. And then we'll hand out our driver awards as well. All right, so or not from Michigan, sorry, from Indianapolis. All right, winner, pole sitter, and average finish of the Toyotas, which ended up being very close, actually. Uh, winner furthest away was Amos with Kyle Larson, who decided to. I don't yeah, know what well, the good word is, like torpedo, cannonball. cannonball? All yeah. right, yes, he <laughs> he entered to, uh, the turn one very quickly and took out Ty Dillon. He was yelling all the way, cannonball! <laughs> yeah, he break issue there, I guess, or what? I, it had to be. <laughs> I I heard, so there's, I guess there's this outfit, sportscasting.com. Mm. Is, is that a thing? Yeah, I've heard, yeah. Yeah, well, apparently they were speculating that because of the G-forces or the heat or some damn thing that <laughs> Kyle Larson blacked out going into turn one. And forgot to put on his brakes. Wow, that'd be... And they spent 16 paragraphs explaining this whole thing. And then in the last paragraph, they said, but we still don't know what happened. Hmm. All right, well, either way, it was quite the wreck uh, for a road course. I was like, wow, okay. Um, Chris, you picked Chase Elliott, 16th. Sorry. Uh, I knew knew if I picked him, I'd I'd jinx him, and I did. (laughs) I'm going to get the point with uh, Austin Sendrick, who finished second. And like I said, he needed that, so that's that's good to see. Um, Not really helping him because he's still technically on the bubble as far as like if we get more winners over the next few races. But it's nice uh, for a second place. Qualifying, I went with – actually, no, Amos, you were furthest away. You went with William Byron, 23rd. I went with Kyle Larson, 22nd, and Chris, you had Chase Elliott for 8th, so you get the point. Wow. Um, the average finish of the Toyotas. So do you mean to tell me that Amos isn't going to score any points today? Well, hold on. We got one oh, more category. Okay. All right. Jumping the gun already. Uh, average finish of the Toyotas. Furthest away was Chris with 8th. Oof. And... Wow. The average finish for the Toyotas was 13.3, not including the 
Daniel Kivet guy, because, you know, that was a yeah, one-time that thing. From? That was just a one-time thing, as far as I know. So it was 13.3 amongst those six cars. I said 17, and that was just further away than Amos's 10th. So, just barely. By 0.4 places. the day. So, wow. we all get one point, which helps me, I guess, because I just stay in the lead. Uh, 29 for me, 23 for Chris, and 19 for Amos. 23. Not many more races to go in the regular season. Now, honestly, when we were making our picks last week, Oh, yeah? Anybody sitting at this table tells me that they thought that Tyler Reddick would A, qualified first, and B, win the race last week. I call bullshit. No one told you that, though, so it's okay. <laughs> I agree with that. I I didn't even think about it. Okay, on to driver of the day. If it's not unanimous, it maybe should be. Uh, mine will be Tyler Reddick. Qualified in front, stayed out front, dealt with Ross, Chains, Ross Chastain's weird ass trying to do the secret tunnel and uh, still won. Doesn't and it seem like everybody has to deal with Ross Chastain at one point or another? <laughs> Like seriously, when's oh, this he, guy he gonna was get a, a grip, man? He was a pinball in the race too. He was bouncing off of people and everything. So, Chris, who do you want to go with? I want to go with Harrison Burton. Oh no, okay. No, yeah, not I like mean, you know, not he, like bad. I just he qualified thirteenth. He won. He got. He won. He placed third. He did win top three. Yes. <laughs> it, well, yeah. He qualified thirteenth. He placed third. I'd say that's a pretty darn good performance. For his, a driver and or a rookie. That was his highest finish of uh, the year, so that's yeah. good. Uh, Amos, who do you want to go with? Well, yeah, let's go with Tyler Reddick. I mean, two wins in the last, what? Three races. Three, ra- four, no. Three. Four. Four. Is it Four. Had a top two, had a second well, place five, finish. Actually. Five, okay, so <laughs> we can't count. <laughs> he's two wins, finished second last week in Pocono, so that's uh, pretty good. But yeah, I'll go with Tyler Reddick. All right, uh, rookie of the day. I'm going to go with Austin Cendrick. Sorry, Burton and Gilland, you did well, but you just finished right behind. Highest places right. all season long, yeah. and Cendrick still gets him. Plus, he qualified better, so. I'm going to give it to him. Chris. Yeah, I'm going to have to give it to Austin Cindric too. Amos, you want to mix it up? Nope, I agree. Austin Cindric. All right, looking like potential rookie of the year, I think. Uh, team of the day. Can we just do, like, forward in general? Um, <laughs> yeah, let's do. Because they're, like, kind of scattered around. I will say uh, Penske because Blaney was up there, got spun, and didn't didn't or wasn't happy about that but two six and probably would have been a top five or ten in that range for Blaney if he didn't get spun out so I'll go with Penske but there's just so many Fords up here and some of them are single car teams so kind of makes it hard to pick them uh Chris who do you want to go with uh well I'm going to deviate just a tad bit from that and go with uh, Richard Childress Racing because they won the race RCR okay yeah RCR wins the race, and let's see. We're going to keep scrolling to try and find uh, and Austin Dillon, 30th. Dillon, I think Austin <laughs> Dillon got crashed out or spun out or something. Raced bad. All right, Amos? Yeah, I think you have to give it to Penske. Sendrick, second. Harrison Burton, more or less a Penske car. Third. Joey, oh, yeah, sixth. Ryan Blaney was having a good race. Led 17 laps in the race. Probably would have been top 10 if he did not had some issues. So, yeah. <laughs> had some issues? Penske. I didn't really see what he had. Someone so. ran his ass over. Well, like I said, if he hadn't had issues, he would have been in the top 10. So, all right. Yep, Penske for me. We're off to Michigan. Uh, you guys ready to move on? Yes. Ooh. Chris, waiting on your answer. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Okay, I'm ready good. for Michigan to be over. Oh, wow. You're already ready to get by Michigan, huh? I, you know, mm. Michigan, I mean, it's a big track. It's a fast oval. You know, it gives you all the things that you want to see in NASCAR racing. Mm-hmm. And it is, year in and year out, the absolutely the most boring race in the whole schedule. Wow. I mean, and it 
90 percent of the time it ends up being one of these fuel economy type races and so everybody's fuel economy yeah what? everybody's saving gas to get to the very end and then nobody's got any gas when they get to the end so yeah i'm ready for i'm ready for michigan i'm ready to just move on from michigan all right well before we uh get talking about michigan to chris's protest uh, let's talk about Eric Jones getting a contract extension with Petty GMS. Uh, good news for him. Uh, not specified on how many years, but from what I gather, it could be around two to three more years um, on top of this year. So probably a pretty good move. It seems like he's fallen out of, well, sorry, he got kicked out of JGR kind of unceremoniously, in my opinion, and then has fallen pretty well on his feet in the 43. Uh, Amos, what do you make of the move I think it's a solid move. I mean, he he's a good enough driver. He could obviously move into the 10. Maybe the 18 finds a little less sponsorship. He could go back to JGR. Nah, screw you those know. guys. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think the, the GMS po- Petty Motorsports combining has helped Eric Jones. And then, obviously, uh, Eric Jones signing on for a couple more years is going to help Petty GMS, so I think it's a good thing. I I, I expect that they all keep their performance up and mm-hmm. kind of cruise through the chase and, and start getting geared up for the next year. Do you want to add anything to those comments, Chris? Well, I think they probably did a better deal than RCR did. <laughs> Maybe they'll Just keep saying. him around, too. Yeah. He won't bell on him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't see where there's a downside to it. Two years early. <laughs> yeah. I don't see where there's a downside to it for Eric Jones or Petty GMS. Yeah. I'd like to know who's going to end up taking the car that uh, Ty Dillon's currently racing because it sounds like it's on the chopping block. Like his seat or just the car in general? I don't know. I, I'm not getting the vibe that it's the car in general, but I am getting the vibe that he might well it, I, I think he came right out and said he's not going to be there next year yeah well, they've already yeah. said he's not i wonder if i mean black rifle coffee is a sponsor i i, I am thinking they're having sponsorship issues i almost wonder too though if they want to take like petty gms would be a little more serious next year not that ty Dillon isn't a good driver he's just not as a high level driver as i think you need to go to that next level. So maybe they're looking just for a driver upgrade in general, too. Ooh. Kyle Busch. Ooh. Oh. Yeah. Let's start the speculation for oh, Kyle Oh, Chris Bush. loves it. All right. Black Rifle Coffee. They're sort of a edgy outfit, you know. I could see it. <laughs> edgy. Well, they are. You going to wear the 42 now? No. Oh, you wouldn't wear the 42? No. Oh, wow. So how can you be a fan of your guy if you're not going to wear his number? Well, I could be. I mean, if Kyle Busch ends up there, yeah, I'll wear the number. But Yeah, that's what I mean. Well, I'm a little slow on the uptake, isn't he? Around no, here? I'm, I'm who's not. gonna take your um, spot? Who's gonna? Who's Ty Dillon? Somebody from Xfinity? Oh, I have no idea. That's a good question. Um, well, uh, I no, would actually, assume. I heard this. Isn't isn't oh. Noah Gregson sponsored by Black Rifle in the Xfinity series? I think that he has some affiliation with them. Yeah, but I think his primary sponsor is Bass Pro Shops. Yeah, but, but I think Black Rifle has. Oh, okay. Well, there's a connection. I, I think I heard that Noah Gregson had the inside track on that ride. Next that year. would be excellent. I'm all for it then. Let's so. see it. Okay, well, the the main news is, though, Eric Jones' uh, contract extension to keep him in the 43 for a few more years. I think it's good on all sides, really, for uh, Petty GMS. I think it can help them grow because he is a pretty good driver, I think. And like I said, and I will maintain, he kind of did get screwed in some ways at uh, JGR. So, all right, let's go to Michigan. Uh, we've already heard Chris's comments. Not super enthused. Uh, Amos... What about you? And uh, tell us a little bit about the track, if you would, as well. Okay, so if you're into strategy, fuel, a fuel race, fuel mileage race, um, lots of action on pit road, I think that this will be right up your alley. I wouldn't say that it's necessarily the most boring track in NASCAR, but it's, <laughs> it's. I just feel like this year with the new car and and it's kind of been a lot of follow the leader and stuff like that. I, I feel like it's going to be similar to Pocono. Hmm. I think the California spring race was, was not a bad race. That's definitely the, what I would consider the sister track to 
Michigan. So we're looking at a two and a half mile, or a, I'm sorry, a two mile course or a two mile track. It's got. I'm trying to bring the track up on the J ski, but it's being very slow. Pretty I think flat. it's like 14 to 16 degrees of banking in the ovals, but they're still carrying a lot of speed. I mean, it's it's still a high speed track. They're entering corners at 200 miles an hour, so I don't think there'll be a lot of braking. But uh, I feel like this is a track that if you miss the setup off the truck, you're going to be chasing your car all day. So Screwed, huh? Yeah, I mean, it really is. I think the weather's going to play – could play a little bit into it as far as it, it seems like there's um, there's been some rain-shortened races in Michigan – they don't have lights, so that plays into a little bit of what mm, they do in <laughs> how they calm down weather determine man. the race what the outcome of the race will be. So, mm. um, but it'll it it'll be okay. I mean, it, it's still we'll watch it. We're homers. We'll watch or we'll figure oh, out I how can. to watch or yeah. whatever. Listen. So, but uh, I mean, it's in Motor City, right? It's just outside of Detroit. It's so a little further. I think all the yeah, it's more out by Ann Arbor. Right, but I but it's uh I think all the manufacturers still want to do well in Michigan, put mm-hmm. on a good show, and let the manufacturers of NASCAR know that they're not wasting their money, <laughs> so to speak. So, you know, as a, a from a fan standpoint, it might not be the best track for watching and viewing, but I think for NASCAR and the drivers and all teams involved, it's an important race. And I think that a lot of teams look forward and in going to, to Michigan. All right. Uh, one thing I want to add to uh, just some news I saw before we start the show is Austin Hill is going to drive for RCR in the number 33 car. Um, Austin Hill has had a lot of success in trucks, as far as I can remember. Um, I think he's a current Xfinity Series driver. Is that, is that correct, Chris? Yes. And No, trucks. He's trucks. still in the trucks? No, Xfinity. You're right. Okay, now he's in Xfinity. But he, he had a lot of success in the trucks. So this is kind of interesting. I don't know when the last time RCR had three cars in the field. Um, is this kind of a signal? Is it just a coincidence, or is it kind of a signal to Tyler Reddick? Like, hey, bro, you think you're cool, but we already got your replacement. He's sitting right here. What do you think, Chris? Or Sorry, Amos? Well, after the race, Richard Childress was on tape as saying that <laughs> Tyler Reddick's going to be back next year, and they're still running for a championship, and they'll be happy to take him. But yeah, but that how, shredder can sure make quick work of that contract. Yeah, I just don't. <laughs> I just feel like if I'm Richard Childress and I'm in a position where, like, I've I've been building my program back from. I mean, let's face it. When Harvick left RCR, that kind of was a. Downside for them and a, a rough patch for RCR, and I feel like they've been building back from that ever since. And they've given two excellent cars for Tyler Reddick for race wins. There, Austin Dillon has a few wins. I, I just feel like RCR's on the verge of being possibly the number one tier two team, and. And getting in there and mixing it up with the big boys, and I'm sure that Reddick leaving's just a slap in the face. So, and I, I just don't see RCR being able to hang their laurels on Tyler Reddick for the rest of the year and into next year. I mean, well, you don't I, get to though because yeah. every time he wins and every time he's in victory lane, you just know that he's not going to be there. Yeah. Like he's leaving his. He's already made up his mind that he doesn't see his future with you. Yeah. And like not to blame him for that necessarily, but to announce it so early yeah. and and be so and like changing not just teams, but also the manufacturer. It's just so strange. Yeah, what's Chevy gonna do next year? Give him everything that they've got so he can take it to a Toyota. Ooh, and I have what, the answer to that. <laughs> well look no, what, no. yeah, look what no, happened no. with Brad Kozlowski when they when he announced he was leaving. Like he fell off the face of the planet at Ford. Like yeah. Pensy couldn't wait for him to be out of there. So Which was weird because he was going to a Ford team. Right. But yeah, I, but yeah. Penske pushed him out. I mean it and it looked like he they did too. So I, I like Tyler Reddick. I wanna see RCR succeed. So is this a prelude to things to come? Sure. I mean who's to say that 
that they can't take the sponsorship that Tyler Reddick has and throw it at Kyle Bush. I mean, what are they out? Like, Kyle Bush is... Here we go. Kyle Bush to RCR. He's not able to get something together at the 18, and (laughs) nobody else is giving him the sponsorship. Maybe RCR can help out. The rampant speculation. It's purely speculation. I have no solid evidence for anything that I'm saying. But, I mean, if I'm RCR, if I'm Richard Childress, I'm ditching Tyler Reddick. I'm trying to find somebody else. All I right. mean, my program's on yeah. the up and up. Why Why do I want to spend the next 18 months twiddling my thumbs? Like, I'm sorry, but he's out at the end Maybe of the Maybe he'll season. win a few races. And sure, but what's that do? It doesn't do? It doesn't do anything for you. Yeah, I, know. I mean, you I take know. his race data, but nobody else races like Tyler Reddick that you're going to bring in and put in his seat. So... If RCR wants to stay mediocre and keep twirling his thumbs, yeah, run Tyler Reddick till he leaves to go to 23XI. If I'm, but if I'm at RCR and I can see the progress I've made over the last 10 mm-hmm. years, he's out. Man, the day after the series, I'm turning your badge, bud, clean out. Your box is already waiting for you out in the parking lot. Hit the road. Well, that doesn't seem to be what he's signaling, so I guess we'll see. Uh Chris, quick answer. Do you think RCR will run more cars in the future, or do you think this might just be a every once in a while type of thing? Yes. I think it'll yes be, to both? I think it'll be an every once in a while type oh, okay. of thing. Okay, okay. So not very much permanence here. Look, the reason that RCR is running a third car in Brooklyn, Michigan, is because it's Detroit. Okay. And Chevrolet's up there, and they want to see as many of their product in the field as possible. I'm surprised you're not seeing entry list for four or five extra Fords. Okay. The, I like the short answer. Okay. Uh, let's make our picks then. Was it a no. short answer? Well, yeah, it was yes. And then I was like, is that all? <laughs> <laughs> which, which, yes, to which question? <laughs> well, you said short. <laughs> it was. It was very short. All right. Can we make our picks? You guys good with that? Sure. Why not? Yeah, I think so. Okay, Amos, you get to lead us off as this really you have all year pretty much. <laughs> You think it'd start paying some dividends here? Well, you okay. kind of cut into the lead, so it, it kind of is. All right, this is probably not a good idea to do this two <laughs> weeks in a row. <laughs> but I'm going to go with Kyle Larson. I know okay. he's not picked to be the favorite, but he won at at California. Like I said, it's very similar, if not identical, tracks, and. He's just kind of been lurking. I don't know really what's going lurking. on at the five team. You know, like they they have a couple good race wins, and then they take out Ty Dillon. And I, but I I think the five's got to start showing a little bit of momentum moving into the chase, and they start it with a win at Michigan. Yeah, you'd think so, but he just hasn't shown that. It's it's kind of strange how his season has worn on. Uh, Chris, who do you want to go with? Well, I've been looking at my Ouija ball over here. Your Ouija ball? Yeah, trying to make a decision on this. What's a Ouija ball? It's a thing that does Ouija magic. board. Ouija board. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> okay. Ouija board. Ouija He's ball, got a Ouija whatever. board and the magic eight ball. Yeah, magic eight oh, ball. Oh, so you combined them. Yeah. And I am going to go with William Byron. Oh, no. Two Hendricks on the board. After a rough week, you guys are going to pick them both, huh? Well, well where did William Byron finish last oh, week? Oh, he got killed. Yeah, he got killed. That's true. <laughs> he needs some good luck, too. Yeah, he does. We were gonna say but it's Michigan. Else? Oh, okay. That's what he's... Is that what you were going to say? Yeah. Okay. I'm done. So I'm going to go... <laughs> what? So with this, this potential strategy of this race, and then um, the race itself it might offer some chaos so strategies track is what i meant to say and then it being a uh ford you know detroit michigan i like the fords up there so those three things put together means a ford will win not one we expect but it'll be awesome because it's going to steal a playoff spot so i'm going to go chris busher what do you think wow that's very muted response (laughs) no i don't actually think he'll win okay I'm going for placement. Ooh, ooh, I just had an in epiphany. This race. Oh, no, an epiphany. No. It's okay. I move on. You know, I mean, I, I know it's not <laughs> 10, 15 years ago, but Ra- Jack Roush, he used to, Roush Racing, they ruled the roost up there from Michigan for a long time. So yeah, they did. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. Chris Buescher's been running well, so. Yeah, I don't. 
This is the thing with this race. I don't really know who to pick. So you should have picked Brad Keselowski. Hell no. Did you want to open up to your epiphany for us, or that was it? Oh, oh, (laughs) jeez. No, take that one back. Then we're cutting that part. Uh, Amos, who ends up on the pole? He's got his thinking face on. The Bulls picks have been horrible. There's like a few weeks where we did like really good, and I was like, oh, we're figuring it out, and then it's been rough. Well, it's been a very diverse group of tracks over the last few weeks. <laughs> right. Uh, I'm going to go with Chris Bell. Chris Bell. Okay. It's like our safety they valve. <laughs> well, but they haven't caught his tape yet, so. Oh. Yeah, Chris Bell. Uh, Chris, <laughs> who do you want to go with? Oh, Lordy. I, I don't know who's going to win the poll. <laughs> this is what makes it fun. You're just going for the highest finisher. I'm going to go with the tried and true that I've picked about 73 times this year. And Yeah, he's, what are you writing down? <laughs> Tyler Reddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even have to say it. I already, uh, I would like to go back through our picks and see how many times you've picked him now. <laughs> Over the last two years, yeah. <laughs> Two years, yeah. Uh, okay, so I'm going to stay in the Ford camp, and who goes fast when there's fast tracks? Ryan Blaney. So uh, our next – what? I, oh, yeah. Our next pick is uh, what will be the first – what lap will the first caution be that is not a stage caution? Amos. It's a 200-lap uh, race, I believe, right? What are the stages? We got to know the stages so that we don't. I don't up. know. It's a good question. Uh, that's that's more of a question for I think Amos. Forty-five, one twenty, two hundred. So I think forty-five's probably pushing their fuel. I say, well, I don't know. I think the idiots get into it early. I say we have a caution like around <laughs> fifteen. 15. All right. I, well, what I see happening is I don't know the weather. I haven't looked. I can look real quick here. Sunday, partly cloudy, 93 degrees. Yeah. Oh, I think we have. Job. I think we have some uh, tire issues. Uh-huh. And somebody brings a poor setup and we, we lose a tire, like the tire, like a tire failure. Oh. Yeah, around 10, 15. Okay, Amos setting the bar pretty low. Chris, where do you want to go? I'm going to go a little longer than that. I think I'm going to say lap 28. 28, okay. It's like a random, it's like not rounded to anything. It's just 28. I think being the third pick definitely has, because, I mean, you say 29, you got the whole damn race covered. Oh, dang, that's right. Um. So I think that it'll be. I think Amos is probably onto something, though. It's gonna be hot, right? Did you say ninety-three? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go earlier. Then I'm gonna go ten. Really? Oh. Yeah. I think wow. it happens soon. Like you're leaving Fast. the door open for Chris to be a point stealer. Oh, that's okay. Well, I no, I'm not leaving the door open. I'm taking the advantage. Here. I think somebody shows up with a loose car and can't hold on to it, and. Yeah. Well, what I think is going to happen is is they're not going to be able to do qualifying on Friday because of the weather forecast. Oof. I don't know. Looks like it's and uh-huh. so people will miss the setup, and this car has been known to eat tires. So that's true. So, oh man, I wonder what the tire situation. Oh my gosh, they're going to blow up so many tires. Ugh. Anyway, so anywhere from ten to twenty-eight laps is when our first caution's going to happen. <laughs> it's going to happen early. Well, yeah, it's not. I don't think we go. I mean, we're going to have a, a end marker car that puts it in the wall. It's going to be a Rick Ware Racing end marker, too, <laughs> probably. All right. I will write that down on your specific Well, prove prediction. me wrong. I have to give a bonus point to Chris for that one. All right. Uh, anything else to say, guys? Any last thoughts before we get out of here? We made our picks. We'll see how bad we fell this week. Uh, Amos, let's hear your final thoughts. My final thoughts are that uh, we don't get a, a new winner in this race. I think it's obviously a repeat winner. I think the drama has been taken out of the regular season. Our 
top 16, in my opinion, is pretty much set. And uh, I'm sick to death of hearing about where Kyle Bush is going to be <laughs> next year. He's going to be in NASCAR. He's going to be in a top-tier team. He's going to have plenty of sponsorship. He's not going to go starving, people. I mean, seriously, he has... He's going to make a nice paycheck. Oh he will be just fine. Let's not cry over spilt milk and worry about what's going to happen to Kyle Busch. Well, he will be fine. Good news is we'll be talking about that next week, I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure because he'll say have some bonehead comment <laughs> in the press conference and everybody's going to be, oh, hey, what? let's read into what he said. Hey, that's what we do on this show. All right, Chris. What do you got? Final thoughts. He already took the weather from you, so yeah, I'm uh, sorry. I'm good. You're good. I'm looking forward to Michigan being over. You're very excited for nope. the 42 Kyle Busch car next year. Should be great. Man, would that that would be? They're gonna have STP on the side. That's not what. Ooh. They want to do. Ooh. <laughs> what? Ooh. All right. I could get on board with this. The new king. I can already see and the, the branding. And the red and blue car. <sighs> Yeah, with the branding yeah, is already in the there. The 42's not going to have the same as the 43, like the same. Well, yeah, it's going to be Kyle Busch, and it's going to be the new king. See? Mm. All right, uh, we're going to get out of here then. Race at Michigan. Uh, I forgot the start time, so I'll find it real quick. It's going to be at 3 Eastern. Why should I even try and find it? It's just like might as well say it the same thing every week. I might as well just have a recorded outro race this time same time every time uh three eastern be sure to tune in we'll talk about it next week we'll break it down we'll bring up cow bush more i'm sure we're we're milking that story for all it's worth so you guys have a good rest of your day peace out thank you for joining us on this episode of the electric sports talk Join us in future episodes as we discuss all things U.S. soccer, collegiate sports, mixed martial arts, motorsports, the NFL, MLB, and the Olympics. If you enjoy our content, follow us on Instagram and Twitter, or shoot us an email to electricsportstalk at gmail.com. Be sure to rate and subscribe. Thanks for listening. <laughs>